0: Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Encounter with God Together, our daily, our weekly video and audio broadcast that, um, that goes over the daily Bible readings in our daily Bible reading guide called Encounter with God. And uh, I'm welcoming today Janet Morgan, who is not unfamiliar to those of you who are regulars on this program. And uh, Janet, it's great to have you.
1: Great to be here.
0: Yeah, and uh, I've given you Leviticus more than once, I think. Yes, I think so. so. It seems to be your lot here.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> Not always intentionally, but uh, intentionally right. this week. And um, so I'm sure that God's given you something to yeah. say. I know that you and I are both in very cold climates we right are. now. Mm. Uh, we're coming out of a snowstorm here in Pennsylvania and you are below freezing still in Oklahoma. Is that right?
1: That is exactly right. Beautiful sunshine, but absolutely freezing cold, but that's all right.
0: All right. Well, I hope some of you who are watching or listening are in uh, better weather and I think it's uphill from here for us too. Okay. Well, let me pray for you, Janet. Great. Uh, Father, I do pray uh, for Janet as she takes us through this week's readings in Leviticus. And I pray that you give her words by your spirit and that you will encourage us with them in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, like you said, Leviticus uh, chapters one to 10, and there's a lot of detail. And particularly when it comes to the sacrifices and what they wore to present the sacrifices of God's people to God. And there's just a lot of detail. And you think, oh, dear, what does it mean when he put the the blood uh, on their earlobe and on their thumb and on their big toe? And, you know, <laughs> what on earth does all that mean? Uh, yeah. So, But uh, let me tell you, um, I was delighted to see it was Emmanuel Oladipo who uh, wrote uh, the uh, commentary on this. And uh, what's great is that Emmanuel was the international director before me. And uh, so we overlapped for just over a year and he's just, he's a wonderful biblical scholar. He loves the Bible uh, and he does really, really well at exploring the sacrifices and what their meanings are and the connection particularly with uh, christ yes and uh in, in the same way as as christ was our sacrifice so um so he does really well with that so you're going to enjoy what he has to say so what i'll try to do is just give a little backstory sure all of this and uh, leviticus is really an extension of the mm-hmm. laws that we're Established on Mount Sinai in, in, uh, or in the Sinai Desert there uh, in Exodus. And what we have to remember as we read this through is that people were on a journey. Mm. They were not a settled people. They were travelers. They were headed for the promised land, that they'd been promised, a land flowing uh, with milk and honey. And what we have to remember, too, is there are 600,000 men plus women and what? children and animals. and 600,000, more, wow. And they move along and they camp. And then they move along and they camp. And, uh, and along that journey, God has provided what was needed in any given place and time. The manna, the water, uh, the quail, the, you know, he has been providing for them all along. And what we have to remember too is when they left Egypt, they left with a lot of animals and they left with treasure. Mm. You remember they said, go and ask the Egyptians if they will give you gold and silver and jewels and to take with you. And the people did, they just wanted them out of there. <laughs> and so they're traveling along with all of this stuff. Their guidance was by Pillar of Fire and Pillar of Cloud, day and night. And in the midst of all this arduous journey, uh, if you've ever traveled with children, (laughs) or if you've ever had a stretch of time that was unexpected, or when you were transitioning, like if you're moving house or moving to another town or moving, they need structure. We all do, Mm. Uh, but you know what it's like with children. They need specific times when you know you're going to take a break. Uh, They need uh, their own boxes and to be part of that packing up process. Uh, They need structure. Well, these people needed structure on Mm. this journey that they were going on. Uh, They had come out of slavery where they were absolutely told what to do all the time and mm-hmm. now moses is their leader and trying to lead them and uh, what's interesting is this they they really these people got organized civilly before they got organized spiritually mm-hmm. because in the chapter before they arrive here in the desert of sinai You've got Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, coming to visit him. You may remember this story. He came to visit him. He saw everything that Moses was doing. And he says, you're going to burn yourself out. What on earth are you doing? And it says that they, at that stage, were camped near the mountain of God. But they had to get themselves organized. Jethro said, you cannot sustain this, what you're doing, because you're having to judge every dispute that there is amongst these 600,000-plus people.
0: That's insane.
1: Remember, he suggested get yourself organized in thousands and hundreds, fifties and tens. Create this system of judges that will be able to do this piece of work so you can concentrate on what's more important, and that is the relationship of these people before God. Hmm and uh, so and that all happened just before they arrived there in the desert of sinai and of course then in the chapters that follow there in exodus uh, he goes to mount sinai this is a pivotal point in their journey of god's provision uh, to them he provides the law to them they get stuff together and put tabernacle together and Aaron and his family, his sons, are, are um, commissioned to the priesthood. Uh, so they are consecrated before God to be the priests and those representatives uh, before God uh, and the people. Uh, and so now they get now what you're reading in Leviticus 1 to 10 is all a part of them getting themselves organized spiritually in their life. In addition to being civilly organized, now they're getting spiritually organized. <laughs> <laughs> so the law is given to Moses and then we know uh, what happens with the golden calf and then they have to regroup And uh, but getting themselves into that rhythm of regular worship. Before God, in this transitional life uh, that they're living, uh, in this transitive state they're in, so uh, just like Exodus is like that book of redemption where the people are led out and free, Leviticus is a, a book of probably you may call like it cleansing and worship, but it's it it's a book of worship and. Uh, And of service for redeemed people. Hmm. So uh, if you think about it like that, you will see then that in the midst of this getting themselves organized, they have directions for even their approach to God, their directions for priestly sacrifices, for priestly consecration, for priestly violation, for priestly purification. All of this is going on. Uh, in Leviticus. And this is a lot of it is covered in Exodus, but this gives greater detail uh, to what they're doing. So if you you read that, then you'll discover, well, you know, the blood, the meaning of the blood on the lobe and on the thumb and on the, you know, (laughs) is, is that's just what was chosen. Uh, as a way of consecrating these people to be God's representatives for his people or to to come to him. So, And then all these different sacrifices, the sin offering, the burnt offering, and uh, the worship. Uh, all of that is all part of it. Uh, and in the midst of all this, I think what you're going to find, too, and, and I think Emmanuel, too, struggled a little bit, with this story of Nadab and uh, Abihu, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, these two uh, who were priests, and uh, they, it said they kindled the incense of offering with a strange fire. And it's interesting; they, they many commentators feel like they had also had a little too much to drink huh. uh, in this too, but. It was an offence. They were struck dead before the sanctuary, and they didn't even allow his, the brothers, the family, um, to observe the, the ritual of mourning uh, and the ceremonies they would normally do for the dead. Take them outside the camp, <laughs> they said. Um, and, you know, with it, I, I think what that emphasises too is you know, the people were not to take these sacrifices and what they were doing lightly. Uh, You know, these were serious things that they were doing. These were life and death. When God said, do something, he meant this is for your good. (laughs) And so this is what you need to do. And the important thing is these people needed to know obedience on this journey. And there are a number of times that we know that they weren't obedient. And you see what happens. It, it was serious, serious stuff. So these priests who were to be particularly vigilant, because these were the sacrifices for the people. It wasn't just for themselves. It right. was for the people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that had to be taken seriously. And it was like God saying, look, this is life and death when i say something it's for reason and for a purpose um and we know that later on many of these sacrifices that they're talking about they continued through the life of of god's people and uh, at one stage it, it did change you know he you know god said you're your sacrifices mean nothing to me because you're not doing it with your heart. In in uh, Psalm 51, uh, even David says, you do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. Mm-hmm. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. Um, so these, as you read these through, these are things of the heart. Mm. And in many ways, it is the same today. Um, you know, I'm, I, I consider myself still, even though I'm not, no longer living in the UK, an Anglican because, (laughs) and, and I love the ritual that goes with it. You know, the apostles creed, the Nicene creed, the Lord's prayer, um, the Apostles' Creed. I love those words, and I love reminding myself mm-hmm. of um, of what I believe and what mm-hmm. we, as a corporate body, believe, and our commitment to God and our commitment to one another, and to being part of His kingdom. The confession as well that comes mm-hmm. early on in in the service, and I, and I know my my sister. Um, that i'm living with she she went to a presbyterian service too that has a fair amount of uh to the the it's a very similar service to the anglican service she goes oh my gosh you know you have to say all these words (laughs) and and she said you know they they people just say those, they really don't mean it. And I said, well, not everybody Mm -hmm. (laughs) says those and don't mean it. And I said, yes, it can just become ritualistic and you don't really think about what you're saying. However, most people, too, are reminded of the importance of communion when they take communion, and it is not to be done or said lightly. Mm and so in many ways, too, uh, it, it, to me, it just reminded me of, of saying the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed and the Lord's Prayer and, and those words of confession that we say that um, they need to be taken seriously and we need to be in a worshipful, we need to have that, that uh, contrite and broken spirit and contrite heart before God. Mm. Uh, clearly Nadab and Abihu didn't so <laughs> uh as they were presenting uh these sacrifices before God. So this week a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those people it was important. And particularly in their transitory state that they were in. The tabernacle was important. It was set up in a certain way with a certain purpose. Uh, for these people, and um, and and we have to remember it was this particular time in their transitory lives. Uh, I was reading; we were uh, preparing uh, a um, a session on the uh, Jericho uh, not too long ago, and again I was reminded as the people of God crossed the Jordan the manna was no longer needed. Mm. and that he had given them manna. So so these are sacrifices that God was giving them in the midst of building uh, in that in that transition, building a new way of uh, operating both civilly and and spiritually, religiously or uh, in in this journey, in this particular time in their lives. So I'd say just read it with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy the the commentary from <laughs> from our dear friend Emmanuel Oladipo because he does really really well. Yeah, making them understandable and of giving uh, meaning to each of them.
0: So, that's hope okay. you enjoy
1: the readings, Leviticus one to ten.
0: Yeah, that's great, uh, Janet. And I I agree with your assessment of his his commentary and and the introduction is also quite good. So, um, yeah, thank you for that background. Mm, My pleasure. Will you please pray for this community?
1: Yes, I will. Mm. Father, we do come before you, uh, Father, with contrite and thankful hearts to you. Uh, Father, just as you saw these people through this wilderness, Father, you are there with us, and Father, we thank you that you are not only with us, but you are in us, leading and guiding our lives each and every day, in whatever stage in our lives that we are in. Father, I pray that uh, each person that enjoys uh, this uh, time uh, together and encounter with God too, Father, would be just mindful father of the need for our consistent obedience uh, to you father we thank you too that we know all these sacrifices were, were in many ways fulfilled in the life and the death and the resurrection of christ and we thank you that these sacrifices are no longer needed as christ is our sacrifice the one who bled and who died for us who shed his blood for us and we give you thanks for that and it's in Jesus name that we pray amen amen Amen. thank you Janet I'm going to see yeah. you in person soon so that's yes. nice yes looking forward uh to being there in Valley Forge with you again
0: yep very good everyone have a wonderful week and do check us out on um www.scriptureunion.org if you would like to get your own copy of Encounter with God if you haven't already subscribed or to get it in your email. So have a wonderful day and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye now.